the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and as always, I'm so glad that you're joining me today. And I have kind of an interesting message today. What I thought we would do is we would kind of do a mid-year New Year's show. Because, you know, I spent this all, all this time on doing the New Year's show, and, and we had a really good effect from that. I, everyone enjoyed that show a lot, and it was a lot about positioning yourself for intention for the New Year. And I thought maybe it would be great if we revisited that and did like a mid-year check. It's a little past the mid-year, but we're kind of getting ready to gear back up for the fall and for everyone returning to school. And so what we're going to kind of focus on today is we're just going to regroup a little bit from our year. This has been a big year, a long year, and I think there are some things that we can do to kind of reposition ourselves and just kind of get back on track. So if you remember, when we talk about the best year ever, it didn't necessarily mean that we were going to do our best. What we want is God's best for our lives. We want him to continue in the good work he started in us. So as we do this, we want to look at this idea of positioning ourselves. So we want to position our hearts and our minds to have a foundational focus and outlook that we're open and desiring God's will. And so that's a repositioning of ourselves. You know, we may have started the year out that way and kind of, you know, my goodness, we get so scattered and so pulled in so many directions. And you may have had tragedies this year. You may have had huge setbacks. Maybe you had new, um, new opportunities that you didn't expect. And so we're going to kind of just reposition ourselves and refocus on wanting God's best for us and that God's will be done and not mine. And so that means that daily, remember, we daily position ourselves so that we are looking for that, for God's will. Now, it's difficult. And so we often speak about this ripple effect phenomenon. It's that if I do this intentional positioning of myself in all the areas of myself, a great majority of the battle is won as to whether or not the moment-by-moment daily experience of my life is one of meaning, of purpose, of hope. And this always results in vision. And so remember, the biggest battle is the battle of wills. The biggest battle is the battle of my will. Who will surrender? Will I accept and go with God, or will I resist, hold on, and struggle? And so this is hard because many times, you know, I I can say as well as you can, I don't know God's will. Sometimes I think I know God's will, but how do I know 
if I'm really surrendering to God's will. And so one of the things that the Lord has really helped me to understand about this idea is that I don't necessarily have to intellectually have it figured out as to whether or not, okay, now I get it. This is God's will for me. That God's will is truly my position, my intention. That if I am positioning myself with intention to do his will, that God, that is my heart, and I am not a detective. I can't get this all figured out. I don't know exactly how to do this. And so I give him my heart, and I say, Here, here's my heart, here's my will. I want to daily surrender as best as I can, knowing that I'm not, I'm not God. So this idea of position of intention, I really want you to think about this as we are going into the fall. And, and really now we're in the, the last part, the last half, the last third of our year. And that we want this year to end well. And so we want to just say, you know, whatever's gone on in the beginning of this year, I can start again. I can start again. Because if you remember in that show we did in the first of the year, it meant that I bring the year to a close and I keep it closed. And so we can do this every day. We're creating those new beginnings. So we're forgiving what happened and we are giving a new beginning to ourselves. And so we're saying, you know, wow, I I started out well and it kind of like got out from underneath me and it kind of got beside myself. And so I need to get back on track and say, I can start today, brand new today. Even if it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we can say, you know, today I'm going to start new and I'm going to reposition myself with that intention. And I'm going to focus on God's way, not my way. And I'm going to forgive myself if I've gotten off track, if I've messed up, if I've done things my way, if I ignored God's way, if I forgot to do God's way. Either way, I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to forgive others. And I'm going to create that new beginning. And remember, we talked about the verse in Lamentations. It says, great is his faithfulness, right? His, his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So I want to ma- make sure that I'm managing my internal world and the external world as much as I have control over. But I'm going to really work on managing internally what I think, managing how I feel, how I filter things my expectations, my perceptions. I'm going to really work on self-care, how I care about me. And I'm going to work on also that relationship with God that I'm going to be saying to God on a daily basis. I want to show up. I want to show up to our relationship. I don't want you to always have to come seeking after me and finding me, which I'm very thankful that God does that and that he's very faithful to do that. It's very comforting. But I really want to take responsibility for my part of that relationship. And I want to show up. And then lastly, we're going to really work on not worrying. And that's a tough one because, you know, life is life is big. Life is getting bigger. We see things internationally happening. We see things just nationally happening in our in our country. And so many things are changing. And so we need to really practice this issue of not worrying. So as we are working on this repositioning, what we're going to address today is these are all the things that we were going to do. I'm going to talk today about the things we're going to stop doing. I got about 30 things that we're going to stop doing to ourselves. So let's, let's begin with this position of intention, and that's the Lamentations 
chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. And I picked it up out of the Message Bible. I really like how God says this in the Message Bible. And he says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. Their created knew every morning how great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got. And so I love that, that we're going to stick with God because, you know, God is sticking with us. And sometimes I'm, I'm amazed that he does stick with me. So why this verse? Well, every day of the year is a new year. It starts a new year every day. So we want to really remember um, that show I did on Twilight where we talked about this idea that the Lord knew that we needed new beginnings more often than we could ever realize. And so every single day we have a new beginning. And that's one of the reasons he made 24-hour clock. He knows us. He knows how we're made. And he gives us a new beginning every morning. So we're going to say, it's, it's not my will, it's God's will. It's not my way, it's God's way. And I'm going to do this every day. And I'm going to try to do that throughout the day because the world wants to pull us apart and wants to pull us away from God, wants to pull our relationships apart. So let's look at this, this one verse that I like to meditate on. This is Philippians 1.6. And this is also in the Message Bible, and I know you're familiar with it, but I really like it. It says, there's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it, bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. So we can know that he does not grow tired. He does not grow weary. He does not give up. He's sticking with us, and he is going to complete the good work even when we are working against him. He's going to complete it. So we want to remind ourselves that our intention is to surrender to God's work and to believe that he's going to complete it, that he has his way, and that we desire his way. And so we also want to believe this for the other people in our life that we love so much. You know, we, we worry about the people in our lives, and, and we know that we're going to practice not worrying. We're going to cast our cares on God, and we're going to say, God, I care about that person, and I believe you care about that person as much as I do. And so we're going to really remind ourselves that not only is God going to complete the good work in me, but he is committed to completing the good work in the people I love as well. And so we can trust God with that. And so I want you to, to look at one more verse with me. And this is Proverbs fourteen twelve out of the Message Bible. And I usually quote it out of the, the NIV, but out of the Message Bible, it says, there is a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all that laughter will end in heartbreak. And this is a really important verse when we are looking at this position of intention. Because our world can distract us so much with what we think everybody else is getting to do and all the opportunities that everybody else gets to have. And how come they don't have the heartbreak that I have or the tragedies that I have? Or how, how come they can just seem that doors just seem to open for them? And we, we look at, you know, all the tabloids and people that appear to be, you know, these millionaires and they're so happy. And, and what we see is that if we really look at their lives, that there is a way that looks harmless enough, but look again, it leads straight to hell. Their lives are hell. There, there is so much disarray going on in the relationships of this, of this world that I really want you to remind yourself 
that we stick with God, God sticks with us, and he has a way that is good. And we don't want to be turning to the right or to the left and getting distracted. So we want to remind ourselves that it's important that we let God complete the good work that he has begun in us, that we're sticking with him as he's sticking with us, and that we're going to position ourselves with intention to give our will to God, to surrender our will to God, to use our free will to give our self-will to do God's will. I'm going to say that one more time, that we use the free will that God gave us to surrender our self-will that wants to do, you know, self-will run riot, right? So we are surrendering. We are using our free will to surrender our self-will to do God's will. And we are going to begin this new today again. We're going to have it new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. So we are going to start out new today. So we're going to end this particular segment and join me in the next one when we're going to talk about about 30 things that you are going to stop doing as you're working on having the best year ever. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me on my Facebook at CynthiaHyatt.com. I'll see you in the next segment. Well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And if you are just joining me, we are kind of recapping the best year ever. And we are saying to ourselves, okay, we're kind of mid-year. We're going to reposition ourselves and we're going to get ourselves back on track. So we're kind of going to do a a New Year's mid-year show. So we started out this year with the show that was called The Best Year Ever. And we're, so we're going to revisit that a little bit and get ourselves back on track. And so when we talked in the beginning of this year, we talked about these six things to do this year in order to, to make sure that we are allowing God's will to work in our life. And there were six things. There was the position of intention, and we're intentionally positioning ourselves. And then there's bringing the year to a close and keeping it closed. So that's really resolving as much as we can from the previous year. So we don't bring that past into our future. And then we talked about creating new beginnings in that Lamentations verse in, in um, chapter, chapter 3, 22 through 24, that says, you know, God gave us 24 hours and every morning we have a new beginning. And so we're going to work on creating and letting God create new beginnings. Then we're going to manage our internal, external world. So we're going to really be on top of how we think, the words we choose, how we talk to ourselves, how we care about ourselves our perceptions, all, all managing our emotions so that the external world will have less chaos for us to manage. We're going to practice living in love, which is an ongoing act of forgiveness, generosity, fruits of the Spirit, giving peace anywhere that we come. And then we're going to really practice not worrying. So those were the six things we were going to do. Now today, we are going to talk about, I think I got about 30 things to stop doing to yourself. So this was also from an an article by a couple named uh, Mark and Angel, which I really like. They're they're a great couple. And so they kind of pulled together a whole bunch of stuff. And I I liked a lot of what what they brought into this. So I want you to think about, there are 30 things to stop doing to yourself. 
Now, of course, you don't have, you know, all 30. We can tease these out and even make it more. But these are some majors. And so the first one in this year to make sure that we end this year well, we are going to stop spending time with the wrong people. And what does that mean? It's too short to spend time with people who, who suck the happiness right out of you. So if someone wants you in their life, they're going to make room for you, and you should not have to fight for a spot. So you don't want to insist um, to yourself to be moving into someone else's life either. And you never, ever insist yourself to someone who continuously overlooks your worth. Do not justify your worth and your value. And remember, it's not the people that stand by your side when you're the best, but the ones who stand by you when you're not at your best. See, these are, and, and you want to remember as an adult, we have limited capacity, and we talk about this a lot. We have limited capacity as to how much time we have. So we want to really make sure that we are investing time in the people that God has given to us that are part of that relational process that is encouraging us to be all that God has caused us to be. So you want to make sure that, that if you're not being valued by someone, that you really say, you know, why am I continuing to practice this relationship? Why, what am I doing here? Is this producing fruit in my life? Is it producing fruit in their life? So you don't spend time with the wrong people. And these are people that are either going against God, that are not encouraging a, a life that you know that would honor God. These are also people that are emotionally abusive, highly dysfunctional. And I'm talking about people that are refusing to work on issues. I'm not talking about all of us that are working on all our stuff. We're talking about people that are, are dysfunctional and not willing to do any growth or change. So you have to remember that bad morals corrupts good character. And God is very stern with us about interacting with fools and foolish behavior. So how about this? Stop running from your problems. It's a really important one. You want to face them head on. And it's not going to be easy. There's no person in the world capable of flawlessly handling everything that's thrown at them and doing it always gracefully. So you have to remember humans are messy and our lives are messy and God knew that. So we can't instantly solve major problems in our lives. Even like average problems take time. So you want to really invest in working on the problems and not falling into shame over them, but really recognizing that these, this is just a part of being human. This is part of me working out my salvation with fear and trembling. God isn't shocked and surprised by the problems that I have. He's also not ashamed of me, regardless of what I struggle with. So it's imperative that we really just say, you know, my problems aren't going to always be with me, just like my shadow. Why don't I just turn and face them and ask God to help me find the support that I need, the resources that I need. And this next one, number three, stop lying to yourself. This is really important. So you can lie to anyone else in the world, but you can't lie to yourself. We pretend, but we know. And many times we wish we didn't know, which causes us to do number two, which is run from our problems. So if we can't lie to ourselves, then we want to run away from ourselves. So our lives only improve when we take chances. And the first and the most difficult chance we take is to be honest with ourselves. You have to remember, God lives inside of you. God is for you. He is not against you. Trust me, if God were against you, you would probably probably be dead. God is not against you. 
God is for you. He doesn't lie. He doesn't need you lying to yourself or to him. He knows the truth and he's okay with the truth. He's in the the work of changing your truth to line up with what is true about you. So he wants to stop those things that are causing you to not be who he's called you to be. So one of the best ways to do that is simply come clean with God and with yourself. Then you can have the courage to do that with another person, which we love that verse in James that says, you know, um, confess your sins one to another, pray for each other, and you will be healed. So how about this? Number four, stop putting your own needs on the back burner. I love this one. See, the most painful thing is losing yourself in the process of loving someone too much and forgetting that you're special too. Absolutely, we want to help others. But like we've talked about before, you're, you're like a car, your body, you. And if you don't take care of you, then you can't get to where you need to be and be who you need to be for the people that you love. So we need to make sure that we're maintaining ourselves the same way that we maintain a car. And so it's imperative that you really say, if I'm going to be a really good caregiver to all the people in my life, I need to care for myself first. If I don't, there won't be anything left for the people that I love. And ultimately then, the people that I'm wanting to care for will have to care about me because I'm not caring for myself. So we're going to end this this portion of the show with number five. And this is stop trying to be someone you're not. We are going to stop that this year. Stop trying to be someone that you're not. One of the greatest challenges in life is being yourself. And this is trying to be ourself in a world that's trying to make you be like everyone else or be something else. So there's always going to be somebody prettier, smarter, younger, faster, stronger, richer, more talented. So don't change so that people will like you. You be yourself. This is who God designed. This is who he wanted. When he made me, that's the way that he wanted me to be. So it's my job to honor God by being who he created me to be. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me on my Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. and my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I do want to encourage you to always visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. And there's lots of things to look at there. I have some great YouTube videos that I've done, especially on the issue of pain. And there's some also some music, and then we have all the podcasts from this show and from other shows that I have done. So I really encourage you to look there. And, and then my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., that's I-N-C for Incorporated, has lots of just verses and devotional things and um, things that we're doing and maybe places that I'm speaking or singing. So I would love for you to like that page and be a part of that. So we are today doing a repositioning of the best year ever. So we started out the New Year's with a show on the best year ever and how to really go into the new year and and have that be the year that God has called it to be. And so what we're doing now, kind of in the middle of the year, is we're doing a mid-year New Year's show. So we're kind of regrouping, getting back on track, 
saying, okay, I had all these intentions at the beginning of the year, and where am I now? Because we're going into kind of the third part of our year, the last third, and we really want to end this year well. So we had a whole bunch of things at the beginning of the year about things to do. And so we're doing this mid-year of things to stop doing. So we left off here on number six, and this is stop trying to hold on to the past. And as we talked about at the beginning of the year, we said we're going to create new beginnings for ourselves. We're going to close up that year and let that year be over. So here we are the mid-year. What I want to really encourage you to do is to let go of what's happened just this year. As you're working on letting go of the past, because you have to remember that if we don't, the past stays in our present and then becomes our new future. And God has a great future for us. And the past is dead. And God wants it to stay back there. So it's imperative that whatever it was that happened in the past, we learn from it. That's great. You know, hindsight is not for self-abuse. I tell people this all the time. It is only to learn from. And so we want to do that with this year, too. So maybe there are some things in this year that didn't go well. Maybe you lost some things, lost a relationship, lost a job, an opportunity. Maybe, you know, there are things that you were trying to let go of that that are still kind of hanging around. Whatever it is, whatever mistakes, whatever things you don't like, what you did or how you did it, you need to really forgive yourself, forgive others, and let it be done. And let it be in the past. Now, I know that there are many losses that we may incur that just can't be resolved in a day. So with those types of losses, we want to really continue to let them be in the past and mourn them, not relive them, not beat ourselves up over them, not lament about them, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, if only then. We really want to say, God, let me let that be back in the past. And let me look toward the future, which is you and the future that you have for me. So this leads us to a, a, a really great segue to number seven. This is stop being scared to make mistakes. See, many times when we can't get over our past, we start to get really trepidatious about trying new things. So you have to understand that the only way that humans learn is by making mistakes. I mean, how, how frustrating is that? So our learning process is sometimes, uh, oftentimes, not very attractive. So you want to say to yourself, I am not going to be scared to make mistakes. Mistakes are a necessary part of learning. God already knew this and has planned for it. And so this leads us to a similar variation of this, and that is stop berating yourself for all the mistakes. That's the letting go of the past, not holding on to it. See, we may love the wrong person, cry about the wrong things, but no matter how things go wrong, one thing is for sure. Mistakes help us find the person and the things that are right for us. So we all make mistakes. We all have struggles. And we even regret things in our past. But you have to remember that you are not your mistakes. You are not your struggles. You're here now. And you have the power of God to help you shape your day, this new day, and usher in the future that God has for you to do. Every single thing that's happened in your life is preparing you for that moment that is yet to come. And I love how that is said. So it's very important that you understand that the good, bad, and the ugly of the past is everything that needed to prepare you for the moment that is coming. So we want to end this portion on this last one. Stop trying to buy happiness. 
And, and you know, we all can fall short of doing it. We all can, can do this. And so many of the things we desire are truly expensive. But the truth is that these things rarely satisfy us for any length of time. And the things that really satisfy us, like love and laughter, our, our working on our passions, our expressive nature, these are the things that really give us happiness and contentment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last portion of the show on things to stop doing to yourself. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia, and I am Cynthia Hyatt. I'm so glad you joined me today. And we are looking at regrouping our year. And so we talked about the, the beginning of the year. We, we did the show on the best year ever and how to position ourselves for the year. And so we're going to take some time and do kind of a mid-year New Year's show. So before we start that, I always want to encourage you to uh, check out my Facebook page, which is which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, and like me on Facebook, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. Okay, so let's get started here. We We were doing all these things to stop doing in the year. So we started the year with all the things to do, which was the you know, position of intention and really positioning yourself to intentionally seek God's will. We talked about, you know, letting go of the past. We were going to make sure that we created new beginnings, that we were going to manage our internal and external world, that we were going to stop worrying. So now we are talking about the things to stop doing. And we left off with this whole thing about stop trying to buy happiness. And now we're going to look at stop exclusively looking to others for happiness. So if you're not happy with who you are on the inside, you won't be happy in the long-term relationship with anyone else either. So you have to create stability in your own life first before you can share it with someone else. And we've spent a lot of time on the different shows about really managing your internal world and being the person that you need to be so that you will recognize the person that is best for you and you will also be the best person you can be for them. So it's really about relationship with yourself, managing that relationship so that you don't put inordinate amount of pressure on another person to try to get them to meet needs that you are supposed to meet for you. So if you want more information on that one, because that's a big one, that's a whole show, and if you, you go to the website, there are, all, there are all the podcasts, and you can find some of those shows that talk about relationship with you, God, self, others, and really looking at managing that, that internal um, relationship so that you can actually be who you need to be for the relationships that you're in and that you desire. So how about this one? This is the next one. Stop being idle. So don't think too much or you'll create a problem that wasn't even there in the first place. So when we're idle, we, we kind of can get um, into a place where, where we are thinking too much, worrying too much. We don't have anything to distract us with. And so you want to evaluate situations and then take a decisive action. So you can't change what you refuse to confront. So you can't just sit around and think about your problems. You can't just sit around and think about all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, if only then, and what you would like things to be like. See, making progress involves risk. So you can't get yourself, obviously, to second, to second base if you don't take your foot off the first base. 
And this is important as well as in relationships and and making sure that you're who God has called you to be. But it's also just a matter of not being idle, period. Humans are not made to be idle. And when we are, no good comes from it. It also can, can create and exacerbate depression. So it's really important that we find good work for our hands to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean a job. That means being productive in our life, in others' lives, in our community, that we are serving God in many ways and that we're not just being idle. So how about this? Stop thinking you're not ready. See, nobody ever feels 100% when, when an opportunity arises because great opportunities in life, they force us to grow beyond our comfort zone. And that means that we're going to feel uncomfortable at first. So don't wait until you're ready to do the thing that you want to do. All about life is risks. Now, we want to certainly take healthy risks, but we absolutely need to take risks and learn from our mistakes. So this next one, I like this one, stop getting involved in relationships for the wrong reasons. And we talked about earlier in the show, stop being with people that are wrong for you. Stop being and putting time into wrong relationships. Well, this is stop getting involved in relationships for the wrong reason. So why are you in that relationship to begin with? Are you in it to control them, to change them, to help them? Is it caretaking, enabling, distracting you from working on you? Is it, I want to be in that relationship so that I feel important? I want to be in that, you know, what are the reasons that I'm in this relationship? And I want to make sure it's not for the wrong reasons. Because relationships, we must choose these wisely. We have just, you know, a certain amount of time. And time just as money, is a limited resource. So we need to make sure where we're spending our relational time is actually producing fruit. And so it's better to be alone than in bad company. And and you've heard me say so often, it's better to be single than in a bad relationship. But that also transcends to friendships and family, coworkers. Why am I in these relationships and how deeply in the relationship am I? And is that healthy? So how about this one? We're going to stop rejecting new relationships just because the old ones didn't work. I mean, I think that's a great one. Because many times we get burned in, a, in, in relationships and we kind of make these vows that say, never doing it again. Never going to do a relationship again. How about this? Stop trying to compete against everyone else. See, God is very clear about not comparing and contrasting that we do not compare ourselves to other people, that what we really want to do is compare ourselves to ourself. So don't, don't worry about what others are doing better than you. Concentrate on beating your own records every day. See, success is a battle between you and yourself. And so we don't want to get our eyes um, distracted and looking to the right or to the left at what everybody else is doing. We want to say, God, what am I doing? Am am I running my race well? So am I doing better than I did last year? And it doesn't mean that the year feels better. But am I a person of health, relationally, spiritually, emotionally? Am I someone that has greater capacity to have greater depth? Am I someone that can love more deeply? Do I have greater mercy? And so it may not be that the year is better, But am I a better person because of any of the hardships? 
which leads us into, this is great, stop being jealous of others. See, jealousy is the art of counting someone else's blessings instead of your own. I love that saying. So what you want to think about is, God, if I'm struggling with jealousy and envy, then that is a great indicator that I need to get on and work on my life and get on with it because God has a great life for me if I am willing to attain it, if I'm willing to go after it. And so we're going to stop complaining and feeling sorry for ourselves. And this is a tough one because, you know, life is hard and I I can fall into the same thing of getting into just this. I don't like to think it's a pity party, but I know it can be where I'm just thinking about all the things that aren't going right, all the things that are hard. Why does life have to be so hard? And I'm trying to do the right things and nothing's working out. And we can all get into this lamentation. And we need to really stop that. And the best way to stop complaining and feeling sorry for yourself is to look at the things you can be grateful for. And they can be very small things. But that is an issue of pride for many of us. I don't want to start being grateful when I'm so upset when I feel like things are so unfair. And so this is a discipline. This is me dying to my self-will and being willing to be grateful. Because life throws us curveballs, and sometimes we don't know why. And sometimes we deserve it, and sometimes we really don't deserve it. But you need to really be focusing on the things that are working. So we're going to also, in this way, stop holding grudges. And this is a big one. That's when we talked about positioning ourselves with intention and really letting the past be the past. And so we are going to let go. You don't live your life with hate in your heart. You'll end up hurting yourself more than the people you hate. And see, forgiveness, we're not saying that things are okay. What we're saying is I'm not going to let what you did ruin my happiness forever. Because forgiveness is the answer. It helps you find peace, and it liberates yourself. And so forgiveness is not just for other people. It's for us. It's for me. I must forgive myself as well. And so I am not going to hold on to grudges and let those walls impede the freedom that God has for me in my life. And I'm going to stop wasting time explaining myself to others. This is really important. It doesn't mean that I may not owe someone an explanation of something, but I'm going to stop justifying and explaining myself. I really only have to do that with God. There will be a day I stand before God and give an accounting of my life. So if I can think of it in that way, that really God is who I need to answer to. If I'm willing in every moment of every day to know I am answering to God, then I will have far less to answer to the people around me. So I'm going to stop doing the same things over and over again without taking a break. Now, I know you thought I was going to say the insane saying, but this thing is really important for all of us that have a tendency to do workaholism. We need to take time to breathe. And if you want more on this whole idea, I would recommend that you go to the uh, website and look at the show on that's called Twilight. And it really talks about the rests that God puts into our day and how imperative it is to rest and to let some of those muscles rest. And that can be our brain muscle. There's lots of times we need to just stop thinking, stop working that way, stop going, stop doing. And so we're going to stop overlooking the beauty of small moments. And this is part of gratitude. 
that there's lots of things that we can be grateful for. There are little pieces of beauty in every moment because this is still God's world. And there are still beautiful things to be found. And we're not going to let the enemy steal that from us. Now, this one is really important. Stop trying to make things perfect. The real world doesn't reward perfectionistics, perfectionists. It rewards people who get things done. So I'm all for doing it well, doing a really good job, being a person of excellence, but I'm never going to get perfection because, frankly, I don't even know what perfection is. I've never seen it. Only God really knows what perfection is. I only know what is not perfect. So I need to get off the perfectionistic wheel of thinking that I'll have peace if everything is all perfect, lined up, all my ducks are in a row, because it's never going to come. Life is messy, and I need to let it be messy and live in it. So I'm going to stop acting like everything's fine if it isn't. And this one's really important. See, it is okay to fall apart, and it is okay to be authentic, and it is important to be genuine, and it is important to be honest. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to be honest with everyone. It means that I have to be careful who I am sharing some of that with, because that has everything to do with wisdom relationally. But I'm not going to keep acting as if everything is okay in my life when things are not. I'm going to find safe places to connect with people and to be honest with people about where I'm at, because there is great rejuvenation that comes with being open genuine and authentic. I'm going to stop blaming others for my troubles. And that's really important. To the extent to which you can achieve your dream depends on the extent to which you will take responsibility for your life and for how much you are willing to trust God with it. So we're going to end with this last one. And this is stop worrying so much because worry will not strip tomorrow of its problems, but it will strip today of its joys. And I love that. Worry will not strip tomorrow of problems and burdens, but it will strip you today of joy. So one way to check if something is worth mulling over is to ask yourself the question, will it matter in one year's time? Three years, five years. If not, it's not worth worrying about. If it is something that's going to matter, this is something that we say to God, I'm going to cast that on you. If I carry that burden, it will change who I am in a negative way. So I'm going to give that burden, God, to you because you care about me and you care about the thing that I'm worrying about, and that's trust. So I hope this was helpful as you get ready to finish out this year. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and always join me on Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.